This is the Glow Getter Collective Podcast. Hey, y'all. And for the purposes of figuring out who's who, I'm Brandy. I'm Jalen. Yo, I'm Dr. Maria. <laughs> and this is Ashley. <laughs> All right, ladies, so what's up? What's going on? It's been about three or four weeks since we last recorded. Mm-hmm. What's new? Girl, people is racist. <laughs> that part. Man. That's a whole nother subject. Right yeah. I was at work. Oh, I was at work. And it's probably my fault. Well, not really my fault because I'm not putting that on me. But we walked into the politics conversation. Uh oh. Girl, you just don't know people. Yeah. You that's the scary people. part. They was like calling people out like, oh, yeah, he's a Trump supporter. You know, Bob over there. Oh, yeah. I'm over here like, okay, everybody can leave my office. And they like still sitting and like chatting it up. I'm like, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, and they were like, oh, Houston, you don't like us anymore? No. No. <laughs> Thanks. I mean, I Thank think you it's so much. I think it's scary because, you know, back in the day, we were reading the history books about what our. Um, what our ancestors or what other people back in the 60s and 70s, what they endured, you know, in terms of racism and um, getting the right to vote and to see like what's going on now and how Trump is encouraging like voter intimidation mm-hmm. and how these I was on 270 last week. You have the good old boys. That whole Man, thing. Listen, I was on 270. And it was like I was surrounded by Trump supporters yeah. in their trucks. Oh, yeah. yeah. And they are on the freeway with their hazards on. Just beeping, and y'all know somebody got shot. Mm-hmm. I heard. I mean, but that's like scary stuff mm-hmm. to think that you know when I hear of the policies that he supports and how racist they are, that there are people sitting next to you that you're driving next to that have those same sentiments. Mm-hmm. That shit is scary. Yeah, you know it's yeah. funny that you say this because in thinking, I had an experience where I was like, I felt I was Karen mm-hmm. in a hotel, oh, and I'm yeah. just sitting here thinking about it all, um, and it honestly boiled down to. A communication issue mm. but it was a race thing for me and I hate that I can't live life and have conflict with people and it not be a race thing like it's literally it boiled down to you a white girl you don't want to help me as a black woman and that ain't got to be the reason it literally could just be us having conflict as just two people who aren't going to see eye to eye. Mm. And everything is turning into a race, a race thing. issue. Right, because it they is. place a value on it. So 
in that conversation I was having in my office, I think one of uh, my coworkers had said something about, you know, how Trump doesn't support um, brown people. And so the white gentleman was like, brown people? What do you mean? I said, brown people. Like, I'm brown. He's like, but I see you as a human being. Oh, goodbye. I said, I'm a brown woman. No, I see you as a, as a human. But I'm brown. So yeah, you the don't, fact that you're not acknowledging right. that is the problem. If you don't see my brownness, then you don't see me. And then he literally had the audacity to say, well, I mean, I'm brown. Oh, here we go. And then the last thing he said, well, like, well I like Ice Cube. It was just... Stuff on top of it stuff. It was ridiculousness. And it makes it a hostile and work environment. Like, yeah. how can you work in those spaces? I just, I don't even have the words to just articulate the feelings I had. Like, I was, like, literally, like, sick yeah. to my stomach. So, and, two things. Go ahead, though. I, I no, that's it, girl, because I don't want to get started again. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny that we all had these experiences. The other night when the debate was on, I had a conversation with a police officer who works at the club that I work at. And he's a black police officer. And we got into Trump and Pence and Kamala and police officers. And he was saying how this has actually been the best four years for him as far as Trump being president. Um... And he was explaining, like, this is the most money that he's made in his adult life under this president. And I said, well, if I'm being completely honest, Trump is not bad when it comes to economics. Money-wise, he's not horrible. He's but rich. when it comes to, as far as, like, what he is doing putting money in different places if you do your research he is putting money in some different places and people are actually making money in the four years that he's been in office but I said it depends on what side you stand on that's what it comes down to is it social and racial injustice or is it economics because believe it or not people don't want higher taxes and they'll take not getting higher taxes even if it means you have a racial issue and someone representing racism in the white house yeah that's what i was about to say because his value is in money not yeah, people so that's why he believes yeah. that he's had a successful yeah. four years because he doesn't and he shouldn't be a police officer because your value is money not people and so that blows and it's funny because the cop was saying he was like the time he said he never had an issue with the police until he moved into a suburban neighborhood and then he said he'll always he'll let cops the times that he has been pulled over he'll let a cop just go and go until he finally pulls out his badge and he says I'm a cop and then they're like oh I didn't realize whatever whatever so his experience was really interesting but it's funny because I the reason why I'm asking is because at what point do we sit down and have these conversations or do we even have them at all? Because you have to consider, is it someone being ignorant in the sense of where they just don't know and they just don't realize, which is what it sounds like. That's what that man was trying to say, whether I believe it or not. Or do we do we take the stance of you're racist? You know what I mean? So do we have these conversations with our white counterparts to say, hey, this is why it's wrong? Yeah, I'm tired of it. And that's fair. I'm tired of having the conversation and explaining. Like, the climate that we're in, you should be doing your own research. That's fair. It's got to be the intentionality for me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, my coworkers that I was talking to, they had no intentions on trying to understand or you know to be sensitive or they, they didn't care yeah you know and I think that's what hurt the most yeah um because you know I've been interacting with these people working with these people for 
you know, several months now. Listen, I, I am so tired of giving ignorant Europeans mm-hmm. <laughs> the benefit of the doubt. That's fair. Listen, it is 2020. That part. You have the internet. You have social media. You and have TV. Like this, it, people's, black men are dying. White, black women, black women are dying. White women, who we are, we are affectionately naming Karen. Some white women are, and others are just being racist, and it's impacting our lives. People's lives are at stake here. And I'm sorry, I'm tired of having to be the representer of the African American race to let white people know, or, or other races, whoever know how what their actions are impacting our way of life. And like for me, I have a couple of. Caucasian friends who are like when everything was happening with the um, the riots and the protest like they their heart posture was right they reached out and they were like hey Jalen you know things are kind of crazy right now I don't really know what to say just being really honest but just letting you know that I'm thinking about you and you know I know that this, this is tough please let me know if there's something that I can do and support you know what I mean like their heart posture was right and it, it was it was okay for me to sit down and have those conversations with them because I knew their intentions but I'm not trying to educate the bailiff at the courthouse who cannot not believe that I'm a lawyer and they think I'm a defendant every single time and I have on a three-piece suit and a briefcase yeah you know what I mean like those aren't the people I'm trying to educate like so you know I just think that we have to quit making excuses for them and and do what we got to do to move our race forward like yeah. I'm, I'm not I'm, tr- I'm tired of trying to be accepted in a country that was not built to you know was not built for us right yep right and you know right from wrong like exactly that's just for me what it boils down to like well, the scary part is these people are raising children. Yes. And, and they're instilling their, those same morals and values into yeah. little people. Yeah. That is scary. That's, That's the hardest scary. part to accept. Yep. It's because scary. it's taught. Nobody's born racist. No. Or to even, for real, see color. Now you we're born I mean? traumatized. <laughs> But that's another topic. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We can get into it. Epigenetics. Google that. I love because it's a very real thing. Yes. Yes. All right. What are we talking about today? Yes. So we are the go-getters, right? Let's talk about the light. Who's out here shining in these Yes. Streets? Yes. Clink, 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 clink. We showing love. So we've got some amazing talent. Um, she's so dope on the keys. Um, and just musically overall, a very beautiful spirit. Um, we in a newlywed, apparently. Yeah. Um, so we would love to shout out Lanasia. She's doing some amazing work uh, for the Glow Getter Collective and just overall. Um, we want to make sure that we shout her out and show her some love and you know, congratulations on your new beginning. That's Miss Lanasia Mickens. Yes. Hey, girl, we see you. Keep shining. Keep it going, girl. We believe in you. If you need your glow getters, holler at us because we got you, girl. Yes. All right, ladies. So what are we talking about today? Well, keeping up with our Who Taught You series, we're talking about something, you know, that everybody wants to experience, but we don't know if... if if the if people want to do all the work, right? L O B E. Love. I know. Y'all, I'm a little terse. So many people. I'm gonna calm down. <laughs> <laughs> Who taught you? Who taught you how to love? So it's funny. We were off air and we threw that question out there, and I think it was you, Jalen, and I. It was like, Teeny. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so I'll speak for myself, but I think I said that jokingly, but also a little serious. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, but not to discredit my parents. Um, I did have uh, I grew up with two parents um, in the home, and so they were married. And I believe they loved each other. <laughs> no, they did. Um, I, I thought it was the sweetest thing. My dad used to share with me the story of how like they met mm-hmm. at um, Kroger's right there on Main Street. And so he was a bagger. And um, my mom came in, you know, evil. And, <laughs> you know, my dad, you know, said something slick, like, you know, you can smile, you know, it ain't that bad or something, mm-hmm. you know. But um, so it was just really sweet. And he said, you know, he really knew at that moment that she was going to be his wife. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so I always wanted that, you know, um, sort of had this like fairy tale, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't realize in the work um, that it took because um, I don't think they shared that part with me. Um, you know, now in hindsight, I wish I would have sat down, you know, with my parents and, and tried to get a little bit more of those lessons. But um, I, I mean, I knew a love from my parents, but I think romantic love mm-hmm. is a whole different beast. And so I think I just tried to piece that together with, um, you know, friends and just things I observed and television and whatever else. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. I'm going to do some more self-reflecting on exactly where I learned it. But I feel like it's been a trial and error, quite honestly. I mean, you know what? I think you could really say that love is kind of one of those on the job training mm-hmm. honestly because you know we see what we see portrayals of quote unquote love on social media and on TV and you know everybody talk about they want that Will and Jada but they have entanglements mm-hmm. you know what I mean with people we see people on social media who have these um, seemingly glorious relationships and y'all for real like I've had people I, also, I do divorces so I've had people reach out to me and say hey I want to get a, a consultation about a divorce mm-hmm. and then I see a social media post talking about I love my wife or my husband like girl yeah <laughs> like we yeah. talked last week like I know I know you don't listen, listen. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying so I think that, that that's an indicator of that everything that glitters is not gold but it, it is indicative of, of the fact that you know it takes work it's love is hard yeah. okay Lo- love is hard and I'm not married I imagine that love is uh, that marriage is probably even harder um, so in terms of who who taught me how to love, I, I think I'm still learning how to love. Honestly, you guys, like I'm in um, a serious relationship now. Um, I'm definitely in love, but there are things that we are learning about each other every day. And when you when you match your experiences, your hurt with somebody else's experiences and their hurt in the middle, there's got to be some patience somewhere. There's got to be some empathy somewhere. And, um, and you know, it's funny that we we go straight when we talk about love we go straight to romantic love but what about love between friends yeah you know love between parents so like for me like the best the and don't get me wrong like I have close family members and things like that but like my friends are always like close and near and near to my heart and you know I got home with my friends I'm saying I love you like love you girl you know talk to you soon but um my very best friend um crystal she she is we're very different but so so much the same and I remember 
my first example of like learning how to love a friend was when she and I um, we had a disagreement about something and in my head I could not at all understand why she was mad like girl I don't I don't understand why you're mad like this is what this is what I meant these were my intentions I won't try to hurt your feelings get over it essentially no you know you know what I mean and we kept talking about it but the one thing she said to me was and I will not ever forget this you do not get to tell me how you made me feel Mm. yep that's a word yep you know what I mean? And that really, like, that really shut me up. And and it forced me to step outside of myself. And I think that's when I really began to develop and be an empath in that, like, and when I love people, when you are have become that close to me, how you feel your feelings are my business. They are just because, I, you know, when you, when you say you love somebody, you care about their well-being. You care about um, how they feel. You know what I mean? You care about their day-to-day. And in that moment, I was like, oh my God, you're right. Like this, me loving you, me caring about you means that I step outside of myself and get out of my own head about what I experienced, what my intentions were. And I set my ego aside and I said, girl, you know what? You're right. Intend to make you feel that way, but because I love you, because I sit you in this circle, I'm going to sit down and listen to you and make sure that I understand how you feel, why you felt that way, and how can we make this not happen again? Yeah, yeah, two yeah. words the intention versus the impact. Mm. Yep, yeah, you know, absolutely. like that absolutely wasn't your intention, but it had an impact, mm-hmm. and that's where we gotta, what we gotta talk about. Absolutely, yeah. I think for me. Um, I'm along the lines with Jalen where I'm still learning. Um, I can't say 100, 100% it came from my parents. I can't say 100% it came from TV. I think over the years and just reflecting, I've pulled what I've wanted from my parents. I've pulled what I've wanted from TV. I've pulled what I wanted from my friendships. And in totality, it's like, okay, this is where I learned how to love. Um... Similar also to what Jalen said, if I had to give an example of a model, oddly enough, it would be the relationship that I have with Ashley. But we say this to each other all the time, like, girl, if you just had the part. (laughs) (laughs) Soulmates. You you know what I mean? But it's, it's a friendship that has lasted over 20 years, and we've learned each other to the point where it's like, even when we mess up, we can come back from it. Absolutely. You know what I mean? So if I had to take something and say, this is what I would, would want a romantic relationship to be, it would be what her and I have. Mm-hmm. Because she can piss me off, I can piss her off, you know what I mean? But we're going to come back from it. Mm-hmm. Like, this is forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? At this yeah. point. So, I would say that. Because, I mean, even with my parents, there's things that I love about them. And then there's things that's like, I wouldn't, mom, I don't even know why you're dealing with that. Mm-hmm. Or my dad, I don't even know. Why are you dealing with her? Like, check her. You know what I mean? So, yeah. I mean, I like you said, I think it's just trial and error. Mm-hmm. And figuring out along the way what you want and what you don't want. And what you want to give to someone. Mm-hmm. Like, how you want to present yourself in such a way to where a person feels love. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you said, intention versus impact. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Miss Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> hey, girl. <laughs> um, 
I think Brandy expressed it right. Like, I guess learning how to deal with people, I learned through our relationship. Um, and, like, through my process of healing, I figured out, like, and, like, we've said before on our other podcast that healing is a forever process. Mm-hmm. But in my process of healing, I figured out what works for me. And, like, how it is. So, I like, most recently figured out how to vocalize what boundaries look like for me. And what, you know what I mean? So, figuring out how to love or what love looks like, I didn't have no other representation other than the, no other representation. I can't say that because I knew TV was fantasy. So, I can't say that I have a strong understanding of what love is. Um, and something that you can like count on for real other than my friendships mm. um, romantic love it's always been conditional with every representation that I've had it's always been somebody side eye and something and so I can't count on that in all honesty for me I feel like if we're going to go there it's unconditional mm-hmm. it has to be fully I'm intentionally deciding that no matter what Brandy does I I can't live my life without her so how however ugly that gets mm-hmm. I'm deciding that I still need her a part of my life you know so that's what love is for me you know so it's just like I can't say I I, I can't say other than my friendships that I've had any representation of it because everybody else is conditional literally and so Ashley helped me to come to grips with um, my relationship with my dad and um, you know they always say that your relationship with your dad impacts your romantic relationships and what you expect from the men in your lives and to be completely honest my dad has been and, and you know God bless him we're, we're repairing and working on our relationship but what he has been to me is everything I have not wanted in my um, romantic relationships and so um, I had a conversation with with Ashley around the time that my aunt, uh, that my uncle passed away um, because of course his passing made my dad uh, you know want to reach out and kind of realize that that life is short and that we should be building connections and I've been open to that but initially I wasn't and Ashley had a conversation with me and she just um she just helped me to realize so much about loving people where they are you know what I mean like not having these gargantuan expectations like my I know that my dad is not going to be a uh um, Cliff Huxtable. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I am a grown woman and I've had so many lessons that my dad has not been there for, but who can he be in my life right now? Because part of it with me getting to that point um, was me saying and really looking at my dad's past and being like, oh, wait, your dad left you. And you were surrounded by women who were perfectionists, who told you were never told you you were never enough. And so maybe you don't even know how to love me. Like sit in that. Like I've been mad at him for years and he just doesn't he just didn't know how. You know what I mean? And so I think that this example of love for me is a shown through forgiveness Mm -hmm. and giving up. I heard this on Oprah today, giving up the expectation of what the giving up the hope of what the past could have been. Right. So, you know, 
You'll never be a daddy's girl. I'll never be a daddy's he ain't girl. Ain't to you on his lap. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But who who can he be to me today? today. Yep. Can how can I date my dad? Yep. You know what I mean. And so giving that giving up that expectation of who my dad I wanted my dad to be it's helped me in my romantic relationships because I have these expectations right. But I don't necessarily um, I'm okay being vulnerable because mm-hmm. being. Don't don't get it twisted. In order to experience this love, this this romantic love, you have to put yourself in a position to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that that's scary, right? Yes. Like, wait, you mean you want me to be vulnerable yeah. and share my innermost feelings and and give you a chance to make me sad? Like that is scary. But I think, you know, we always talk about getting out your comfort zone and taking a risk. You know, to get to get to that good side of it, you might you might have to fall. You might have to skid your knee because love is hard. But you got to figure out who it is you're willing to fight for. Who do you want to fight for for the rest of your life or for that season? But even with that, the word that keeps kind of resonating with me is growth. Mm. You know, when we talk about the friendships that we've had, like I remember a best friend of mine's. We got into it for the very first time. And I, I hate conflict, mm-hmm. like for a lot of different reasons. Like my family just didn't talk about stuff, but whatever. And I saw I was afraid. I was scared to like go into the conversation. And she's like, you know, if we're going to be truly friends, like if we're truly sisters, like we can, we should be able to have conflict, but to get through it. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and push past it and, you know, have this growth. So when I think of love, I think of growth, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? So with that, it's like, yes, who do we choose to be vulnerable with and skin our knees with? But I don't think it, it, it yes, it's about the other person, but I think it's also about us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, I'm going to I'm going to put myself out there, right? And and hope for the best. And if it doesn't work out, like okay, it doesn't work out, but what did I learn? Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? How did I how can I become a better person for the next person that I decide to engage with? It should be vulnerable with. You know what I mean? Like what else do, like do I need to look out for or whatever? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like how am I growing? And, you know, with all of this, these experiences, um, because I think for me, we talked last time about self-love, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like for me, all that kind of is, you know, intertwined together. Like, mm-hmm. so I don't know when you were saying that it was like, yeah, you know, for the other person, but it's also for me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like what do I need to self-reflect on and approve upon, you know, to be lovable, you know, or well, no, okay, so maybe not lovable. That's not the okay. right word. But I don't know. Maybe it's more just. I think we there's things I think within us, right? Like we're not perfect, yeah, right. And so, and I always just speak for myself. Absolutely, like, I know, like I self sabotage, like, and or, or I'm a runner or was, you know what I mean? And so, like, I had to do my work. I had to check that because. I'm never going to get to the love that I'm desiring. I'm a recovering runner too, friend. Okay. No, like for real. Oh my head. Yes, girl. <laughs> no, for real. Like you show me one thing, bro. Like I'm out. Like I don't have time 
for this. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm, it, it, I don't, that energy, Girl. I used to take everything as something that was yeah, a sign that it was yeah, a reason yeah. to leave. But, yeah. you know, but I think that that also worked against me because I wasn't willing to necessarily stay the course. And, and, and it doesn't mean that you stay around for all the dumb red flags, right. like, right. like a chick calling your phone. Like, right. that's, that's a red flag. Right. Yeah. Okay. But if it's a communication issue or if, if it's something that comes out that can possibly be worked through, mm-hmm. you know, you just got to figure out, like, who do you want to work with? Like, who do you want to go through this process of getting to know and working through communication? Because the sh- it's hard, y'all. Right. It's hard. Yes. You know what's so funny? I've been um, watching Girlfriends. Me too. <laughs> and watching it now as a grown woman, mm. it's so funny to see. I think a lot of what love is for me is relinquishing control. Like watching Joan and uh. how she wants to control oh, gosh. everything. Like it has to be this. It has to be this. We got to be married by this date. I want a baby by this date. I, I'm 30. Like she's 31 right now in the season that I'm in and she's not married and she's literally freaking out. Like it's crazy. And it's like, I think, a, like I said, a lot of love for me is relinquishing control and saying, you know what? I'm going to take a step back. I'm going to step outside of myself mm-hmm. for a moment, like Jalen said, and seeing from the other person's perspective and saying, okay, I'm going to ease up a little bit. And wherever this goes, it goes. Because a lot of, for me in the past, was about controlling. Like, mm, you you don't do this this way, I don't like it. Mm-hmm. That's the wrong way to do it. Now I'm starting to learn that it's, multiple routes to get to a destination and just because I don't do it that way doesn't mean it's my way is necessarily right we get there in two different ways and that's okay you know what I mean so I think for me that's what makes me excited about getting into a relationship is that hopefully the person I choose to be with we can really create what we want our relationship to be versus what our parents was or mm-hmm. what we see on TV. We can really create a space that works for us. If it's unconventional, cool. I'm still going to try it mm-hmm. and be happy with however it goes. Like you said, if it doesn't work out, I learned something along the way. Absolutely. Yeah. And we cannot forget, I mean, maybe not all our listeners are, but, you know, a, a woman of faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so how does spirituality kind of tie into all of this? You know, when I'm I'm going into these situations, looking for love, or you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, well, God is love. Yes. And that means everything, right? Yes. Like, what is your relationship like with God? And are you loving him first? Because mm-hmm. his love is going to exude from you in every way. Like, and I was—I remember thinking like, at the beginning of 2020. You know, I remember within between January and like early March, I knew five people who had passed away, and and there, there have been more since then. And I remember thinking like, oh my God! Like every time somebody leaves me. I want them to feel some some love because who knows? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Who knows what could happen? But I believe that that love, that desire to love is because of God. You know what I mean? Because yeah. God lives in me. Yes. And so so I'm, I pulled up the, the definition or the, the biblical verse about love. So it says, love is patient. Hmm, my God. <laughs> love is patient. Just love right is there. kind. It's kind. It's kind. Okay. Okay. Come on with no, 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 go there. It's patient. What, what do you mean? What is, what is, what is God talking about? What are they talking about in here? Moses, whoever wrote this part. Patience. 
Keep going. Okay. <laughs> love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. What y'all think about? What's what? I, I'm gonna look confused by that. No, it does not okay. boast. Can you explain it to me? Why are you looking at me? <laughs> it does not boast. What do you think, Miss Franklin? It doesn't boast, meaning that they don't have to tell the world what they've done for you. Oh. They don't have to show the world what's going on between you two. It's not boastful. It's not with their chest out, expecting something in return. That's an ego-driven mm. situation. Ego. Whew, that's a whole podcast about mm-hmm. that ego what yeah. ego do to you yeah. write that down we might connect to that yeah. or proud that's the same thing as being yeah. proud like yeah. they're not they're, their pride isn't too far in the way of them understanding you or somebody being too proud to say how they feel it's mm-hmm. not that so yeah. yeah yeah it is not rude don't be rude yeah I mean that's we know, we know what they meant there. Yeah. It is not self-seeking. And that goes to what BB talks about, about the relinquishing control and the submission. Because mm-hmm. when you love somebody, there are so many times where you sacrifice your own feelings. Talk about it. That sacrifice, when I see self-seeking, I see willing to sacrifice. Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's just like you're going into this for you know for your own sort of gain mm-hmm. but somebody told me so um I was at some internship or something but there was this uh, black woman there and she had been married for a number of years and so I always when I find like older couples or couples that have been married for quite a long time I always just you know just try Wait to time. like yeah, uh, yeah. I, and I just I love that yep. um, I'm like give me pour into me mm-hmm. please because I could never get enough and so she said um, and I think we've talked about it or something but she was like I just love him 100% and he loves me 100% and so we never go without, mm. you know, it's not this idea of, cause the thing I, the thing she was trying to communicate, I think was, you know, you, you are your own individual, right? But when you're in these relationships, you care for the other person, you know? And so, and sometimes not that you give up yourself at all, but you have to, be there for that person you may have to sacrifice you know um it's now um us and what's the betterment for us in terms of you know our life how we're going to move forward so i don't know and i think I, I think our first lady said something like that too like you know if if you're given to me and i'm given to you then we'll never lack yeah so I guess when you when I hear it's you're not selfish, right? Like I'm not in this relationship, a friendship, you know, it has to be reciprocal. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, are you helping me to be better? Am I helping you to be better? Mm-hmm. You know, and if that's I think if that's more so um, our thinking, then then, you know, then we're going to be good. I don't know if that made any sense, but it's fine. No, it absolutely <laughs> did. Yeah, for sure. Um, it may not necessarily be that scripture, but doesn't the Bible talk about something along the lines of love doesn't um, count wrongdoings? Keep it. That keep, was the next yeah. line. Yeah. Um, love does not keep a record of wrongs. wrongs. Um, and I kind of wanted to touch on that a little bit. Um, I just feel like in my own experience, like I've 
held on to things in the past or held people to certain standards when they mess up and it's like there's no room for growth and I'm learning that now in my singleness like it's not an overnight process Mm -hmm. you know what I mean so holding space for effort you know what I mean like you may fall and stumble and you may mess up here and I can't be like I can't just be like forget it you know what I mean because I wouldn't want somebody to do that for me because by in no way do I have it all figured out Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and I would want somebody to almost hold my hand through it Mm -hmm. like I'm growing you know what I mean grace yeah grace you know I'm growing be gracious you know what I mean I don't got it figured out sometimes I say the wrong thing I say the first thing that comes to my mind and that's not smart to do all times because I can be rude you know what I mean or I don't mean to you know hit below the belt but sometimes I do you know what I mean so I would want somebody but that's to be somebody like, being intentional they made a decision you know what I'm saying like that part I don't what you I mean feel like that's somebody intentionally saying like regardless of how she, it comes from her regardless of how it comes from her I know that her intention I know I, I've poured so much into her that I see her heart beyond however it's delivered but she's so, not off the hook though no I, I, right which I understand but she said she wants somebody to hold her hand almost hold her hand through it but they intentionally made the decision that says okay I'm gonna hold her hand through it and I think that with all of the things that everybody has said here I think the part that's skipped a lot of the times in the love story is how to get that far in like how how to get to where you are trusting somebody to be vulnerable like you said you know what I mean or how you get to the point where it's like I can practice what I've seen the black love you know the, the black older couples it's a it's gift because a lot of people want just the the good part they the want the gift they want the finish they want to be in it but a lot of what probably a lot of our struck our listeners are struggling with is how do you even get to that point like you said you spoke on your you know your relationship currently and how you are in love and what people heard is your love they didn't hear the journey that it took to get there mm-hmm. and I feel like if it would be helpful for a lot of people knowing that it's a journey like we 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 read the bible scripture we see what the bible scripture says but what's helpful is like okay girl it's not gonna be rainbows and butterflies and these are the conversations that might come up and how do you approach these certain conversations or like how do you be open or how do you put push back your triggers or you know what I mean like I think those are helpful conversations to have as well because people want to push past and get to the point where they see that this could possibly be love like we're in the relationship because it's not gonna be love overnight it's not gonna be but I, I feel like that's the part we skip. But I think it's Yo, a dis- no, it's a decision. I'm gonna be hard. <laughs> no, no. But I'm saying we didn't talk about it just now. Oh, I got it. I, <laughs> I think what you're saying is it's got to be a decision that to I take a risk. To take the risk. Mm-hmm. It's a decision. Like you, it's a decision to say, you know, for Brandy to say, like, dang, I said the first thing that came to my mind, but I'm gonna work on that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you and then intentionally you, work on it, right? Mm-hmm. And you you gotta be self reflective, and you gotta know that you gotta do the work, and you gotta you gotta be tired of doing the same thing over and over. Yes, like just because you go to a different relationship, if you ain't changed, you are gonna get the same results. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's my point. That was my point of bringing it up because, yeah. like I said, we we talked about the being well into a relationship part, or like, but I feel like we missed that. But I mean, yes, and then the other person that you are walking 
into this relationship with also has to make decisions to say, I'm going to be patient and mm-hmm. I'm going to hold your hand, Brandy, or I'm going to make this decision and say, no, you're rude and I don't want to do the right. work with you. You know what I mean? And that's why half the people, and most mainly guys, they think, well, it's half, I'll just say half the people think they want love, but they don't because they just, just ain't ready because it's like it, it takes that patience to where your feelings might get hurt mm-hmm. and you got to step outside of yourself when you got to think about somebody else's yeah. like what happened to you when you were a kid yeah like um dr maria you just said you know in my house we don't we don't uh i don't like confrontation don't, yeah. we don't address issues yeah. so what would that look like in a relationship she may when something goes down she probably walk away yeah and i had to t- and i've had to be so intentional in communicating that to my partner mm-hmm. and my partner is patient with me and sometimes i gotta remind him sometimes he gotta remind me mm-hmm. you know what i mean yeah. like no we're gonna sit here and we're gonna talk about it and it's so uncomfortable and i hate it but i have to because i know i deserve it yes you do i know i do and but i gotta put the work in and I, I was telling Ashley this earlier as well. Like in my current relationship, you know, I'm a communicator. I want to talk about everything. Like what um, I ate. We could. How, <laughs> I just want to. Yeah. I would rather. I would rather get it out than to have to sit and assume, right? Yeah. But my boyfriend is not that way. He is a processor. He. Um, and, and you know sometimes when he's in his feelings about something like I can tell because his energy changes he kind of gets quiet he's kind of in this like contemplative state and I'll be like hey babe you good what's wrong he'll be like oh, I'm good I'm like Negro we ain't ready to talk about <laughs> like, it I know you like, he's not quite ready yet but I think that like as I continue to lovingly probe him and let, it know, let him know that it's okay to like to get there and to talk to me because he's more of a processor and he's not just gonna blurt stuff out. He's gonna he's gonna think it through for himself. He's gonna try to see it from my angle. Then he's gonna develop his argument. And then he'll be ready to talk like two hours later. Well, I'm ready. Like I'm like, let's go. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? And it's that reassurance. Yeah. Like, okay, get it out and know that I'm here. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going anywhere. I think that's another thing that another reason why people don't want to get into a relationship because it's like you might leave me I might have to look weak I might have to feel weak I might have to be scared I might have to be to the point where I want to kill you but I'm not leaving like for me that's what I want like have your boundaries yes have your hard nose yes and as long as we don't hit them boundaries and you don't touch none of them hard nose I'm not going nowhere like I'm not I'm not going nowhere. And I think that's what everybody wants to feel is that you have somebody in your corner, Mm -hmm. like we said earlier, that regardless of what happens, we're going to work this thing out. And shout out to Insecure. When Molly was in therapy and and her therapist said, do you want to be right or do you want to be in a relationship? Mm -hmm. And relationship is a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of tug and pull. It's a lot of fight. And that's what people don't want to do. It's a lot of fight. You know what I mean? It's a lot of fight. You know, I'll be real transparent. I used to hear people say, you know, like, relationships will work, and I did not quite understand it. You know what I mean? It's exactly the emotional stuff. I, yeah, yeah, I didn't, I, I really didn't quite understand it. You know, I mean, I, it was like, I thought you were in love, and you were good. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You were happy. Because um, my, like, high school sweetheart, we have, we were together for years, and, like, never argued. You know? And so, but, that, like, that ain't really what it is. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... 
But when we got to something that was challenging and difficult, you know, years later we were older, like, we didn't know how to, like, manage it. You know what I mean? Like, communicate it through. And, you know, so... But everything happens for a reason. <laughs> but yeah. But that's a. I mean, that's a. My last relationship. Me and my ex, we never really argued. And our first big argument, we broke up. Not even gonna lie, mm-hmm. we we broke up, and I never looked back. Which I'm okay with the decision that I made. But that's the thing. A lot of people don't know how to navigate through it. You know what I mean? Or you don't want to be the one that looks weak. Or you don't want to be the one that has to say I'm wrong. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or reveal some stuff in you right. that I'm a whole therapist, but I grew up in a family and it's still today. We do not talk about stuff. Yeah, like I'm a mess. I'm a mess. We don't. Yeah. Like I talk to my own therapist and my friends. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it just, it, yeah. I mean, and I think too, it also takes some, you mentioned self reflecting, Maria, just getting real with yourself about who you are. And what you allow. For me, I'll be very transparent. I, we can't cuss on here, right? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I have. It's I, <laughs> to my current relationship tied to my boo Lamar (laughs) but prior to him I had a history of um, dealing with obvious fuckboys and trying to change their mind back up Mine is one or two. You know, they weren't all <laughs> they, other ones the just majority. weren't. Me. Yeah. But other, in other situations, you know, I had I, I had people tell me they didn't want a relationship and I tried to change their mind. Mm-hmm. Or I had people give me red flags and uh, I try to legitimize them. Or in other situations, I had people who were great men and I just wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to be vulnerable. I wasn't ready to be naked and show them everything that came with with, with loving Jalen. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so I've had a chance to like sit back and reflect on that. And after I did that, um, you guys know the guy I was dating in Atlanta prior to mm-hmm. Lamar. <laughs> and I felt so proud. I, I felt like it was a test for me because I felt so proud that the red flag was there. And I was like, deuces, my nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, for real. Like, yeah, that, no, I that was huge there. for me. I because was there. <laughs> <laughs> I sent it off. So I'm like, you know what, what? I, I, I'll change his mind, you know, and, and for me to hear that and walk away, I felt so accomplished. I really felt like God was like testing me. And I was like, you know what? I threw up my hands. I relinquished control. And I was like, I'm done with this love thing. I'm straight. I'm going to work on me. I'm going to figure this thing out. And then boom, as soon as I let that go, as soon as I was over it, yeah. that's when Lamar just tiptoed into my life like, hey, girl, how you doing? Yeah, you just like if you don't come correct then but you know I think there is um there's this amazing thing about about going on this um self-discovery thing mm-hmm. and loving yourself right because yeah. I remember I was going through this period of time when I was living in Atlanta and I just took so many L's so many L's to where they started to make me doubt myself and I went as far as making a list of things that I liked about me mm-hmm. like yo Jalen you cute girl 
you know how to dress. You nice to people. Like you got a good energy. You say hi to strangers. Like literally. You do no, you guys. Like sometimes, listen. Sometimes life will come at you fast, and the way the devil works, God is real, but the devil is too. Yeah. And he yeah. will get in your head and tell you things about yourself. You start to internalize those, and it impacts how you feel about yourself. Yeah. I had to start to re refigure out why I was lovable. Like why somebody would have the nerve to love me. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and and during that process, you know, I was going to a therapist. I was going out to eat by my... I was getting cute, y'all. Stilettos, midi dress, hair popping, going on dates by myself. Like, really getting to the point where I was like, you know what? Like, you know, if God decides I want to be a wife, but you know what? If some, for some reason, it's in God's plan that I don't... You know, I trust him enough. But I did also believe that God would give me the desires, desires of my heart. And so I never, like, gave up on that. But I thought, the, I knew that the first stop was me figuring out what my issues were, me loving me, and most importantly, me getting to the point where I was, where where God's love was coming through my pores. Yeah. 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 And it's a journey. It's, it's hard. It's a journey. But you just got to keep going. Yeah. I think it's a a lot of undoing. Like, you're becoming undone. Unlearning. On that love journey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And unlearning and relearning some things when it comes to love um to Jalen's point about the guys that she used to date I remember I had an epiphany about maybe three years ago that like Jalen said my biological dad was everything I did not want in a man and in my mind I thought that I was staying away from those guys and then one day it hit me like Every guy you've ever dated has been your dad. And it was in the situation, it was a situation of when I was younger, my dad would all, he's the type to randomly come out of nowhere and say that he's going to do something, right? And he wouldn't do it. So it was like, he is a Gemini. Girl, he sound like a Virgo. The devil. (laughs) 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 Your dad sounds like he was amazing. He my dad is... I'm learning to find the amazing things about my dad. <laughs> she tried to change it, trade him in last week. <laughs> Actually, did you want him? But it was a situation of where he would never show up for me. And I would date guys that would never show up for me, but steady... I would steady wait. Wait around for you to show up, just hoping you would show up. And I realized... You date your dad. Every guy you've dated has been your dad, waiting for them to come around and show up for you. My God. And I stopped doing that, thankfully. Um, Glory be to God. And and I also had a conversation with my dad um, about, you know, why he was the way he was growing up and why he is the way he is now. And I realized... And I think I was watching Red Table Talk and Jada had said something along the lines of our parents are literally on their separate journeys. And along the way, they just happen to have us. They don't owe us anything. They're on their journey of life and we're just a small piece in their journey. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Like, although I wanted you to be a certain way and you weren't that way, I understand that your journey is separate from my journey. And like you said, let me love you where you are. Let me love you where you are and accept you for who you are. And let's build our relationship that way. So now I talk to my dad often. We're in a good place. Granted, he ain't perfect. And I 
still don't understand why he does some of the things that he does, but we're good. Like, mm-hmm. I, there's no love lost, you know what I mean? And I've accepted the role that, you know, more than likely you're going to come to me for advice before I come to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, one question I did have on our outline is, what is something that either one of your parents has taught you about love specifically or something that you wish they would have told you when it comes to love in a romantic sense? Ashley, you've been quiet over there. I think you should answer this. Let's know. Um, can I just say this is a subject that I don't love? Um, no, seriously. I'm sorry, guys. Um, my mother... My mother taught me that she didn't need love. My father taught me that you don't need love. That you'll be fine without it. That you'll succeed. That no matter, no matter what you gotta push past and get it done, that there's no time for it. That's what my parents taught me about love. And that's what I wish they did not teach me about love. So you guys, uh, <laughs> we, the Glow Getter Collective, we're a bunch of crybabies. <laughs> and we believe in going there. We believe in pushing past that comfort zone to, to get better. And uh, we we have a lot of intimate moments with each other. And so this one is now on the podcast. And that's okay. But if you guys know Ashley, then you know that Ashley is love. Mm-hmm. So for me to hear that from you, that that's what you were taught and you represent so I mean the way you have loved me and you guys I actually and I have only been friends maybe not even two years yet and she just comes in with as a light giving love giving um insight wanting to help and so baby girl you are a miracle <laughs> because and, and, and your she's raising three amazing sons mm-hmm. And I know that you're teaching them love by the way that they treat us. I was going to say, such loving boys. Like, how is it that you have, you can be this candid, let let us know that you had this experience. And kudos to you for breaking the cycle. Because you are doing something different in your boys and your legacy will live on in them. And and they're going to grow up and love a woman and get married and have a family. And they're going to reference back to what they felt at your house, how you raised them. And so, girl, this is, God is doing a work in you, and he's making you really uncomfortable, and whoever comes and goes does not matter, because that lesson is going to be etched in your heart, and I can't wait till your wedding. I mean, they're like, ah, told you, told you. (laughs) It's going to take some work, friend, but you are worthy. You deserve it. You do. And it's taking some unlearning and some getting some getting uncomfortable. But baby girl, I believe in you. We believe in you. Absolutely. Yes. Can I just say, I appreciate your bravery. <laughs> I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm 
I'm sure that wasn't easy to say. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it wasn't easy to admit. And so, hey, I don't want to cry. Too. <laughs> <laughs> um, I 100% agree with Jalen um, that you are love. Like, you exude love. But part of me hearing you say that believes that there's some there's still some pieces in there there's still some pieces in there that you believe in I'm trying I know you are I know you are and that's when we say the healing process is a journey absolutely you know um it's just like I have to pick them pieces up by myself and make a decision and be intentional. Mm-hmm. That's why I was saying, like, um, it's important. Excuse me. Um, I am taking my eyelashes off. <laughs> yes. It, the lashes are on the table. It's important that, because um, I love to hear y'all stories about getting there. But it's a lot of people like me who had to pick up everything they had and just make a run for yeah. it. You know, like it's it's you just have to make an intentional decision to be love. Like you have to make an intentional decision to say, I want to be different because what I saw was not what I want. Mm-hmm. And it may not pan out in every area of your life, but you have to make a decision that you will not be what you were what was represented to you. Absolutely. And so my children is they I knew from when having them like I don't have the most affectionate relationship with my mother I don't we grew up together you know and so um what I give out is generally what I feel in my soul like it's it's just who I am because I I love people and I want people to be healed and I want them to be good any any time that they're around me so when they're not it hurts my feelings because it's like I do it, it's not easy for me to break this cycle. It's I'm literally picking up and making the decisions on my own to be different because literally people don't know different. People have not been exposed to how to even get to different. So when we're talking about our journeys and like we can't forget the steps that it takes to literally wake up every day and pick it up. Mm. And like pick it up and say, I, I want to be different. And I want to be different because I want to be love. Like it, it literally is a decision that I made out of like healing from my father, letting go of the pain of relationships, letting go of that. Like it's a process of literally, and, and as soon as I had children, it was like, no, ain't no way. Ain't no way I'm raising black boys that they won't be love. No matter what, they won't, they cannot be anything else but their love. Like all of my children. Their love and I feel like that's my biggest accomplishment. My biggest accomplishment. I've got a lot of life to live still, prayerfully, but it means more to me that they are love. Because I didn't have that. Mm-hmm. Like I did not have that representation. Can I say something? Sure. Okay. So, we do this thing, me and Ashley, where when she cries, I tell her her nose is turning red. God. And it lightens the mood, and for your nose has been red <laughs> <laughs> this whole time. <laughs> and I've been looking at it. 
say is I, I want you at some point to go back and listen to this episode because believe it or not I think you just made a breakthrough mm-hmm. because right before we recorded you was like I just want to be left alone and that's bringing to the forefront what you just said your parents teaching you that you don't need love and I've never heard you say that <laughs> and I don't think you've ever said it out loud so to hear you say that I think that you have experienced a breakthrough and I think I want you to make it a point to change and say no I need love I need it in a romantic sense make it a point you know what I mean sure so it all makes sense now <laughs> it makes sense when you said I'm just tired mm. And you know, so my how my brain works as a therapy, you know, we're making these connections. And I'm like, let's unpack that. Yes. And so when you say I was I'm tired, I didn't quite understand it. But now I feel like I have I have a somewhat of an understanding, right? And so I hope you do too, because it's you said you had to pick up the pieces, you had to figure it out on your own, and you're tired of it. So what I'm telling you, what's in my spirit right now and professionally is that sis you do not have to do it alone you don't you know I think you have carried yourself this far and bravo to you right right that's amazing Mm -hmm. what you've done and what you've accomplished but sis we only have a certain capacity you know what I mean? We we have we are amazing and we can do all things, right? But you we have a capacity, right? And so now I need you to utilize your support system. I need you to utilize your heavenly father for real. You know what I mean? Because this right here is bigger than any of us or anything that we can do by ourselves. Mm-hmm. You've been trying to do this by yourself, breaking generational curses and all of this by yourself. Sis, you don't have to do it by yourself. And quite honestly, I don't know if you're going to be able to. Yeah. And I'm not saying that in a way that, you know what I mean, you're not yeah. strong, but I'm saying it is that God wants you to lean on him. He's putting people around you. And romantically, if you don't allow, you know, if allow, you don't, it. allow it, it's not going to happen. Right? You, like you said, you had to be intentional. You had to make decisions to let Brandy in, right? And, and be there. Like, you gotta, you gotta get that support. I hear you. And I know, right, it's easier. <laughs> I'm listening. And right, right. And so, I mean, quite honestly, it may not penetrate right now. You know what I mean? Um, but keep at it. You know, like, keep on this journey. And don't, and the thing is, don't give up on you. Don't give up on you. Because the thing is, yeah, you teaching your boys, they're going to go out in the world and love people. But you going to be left still not loving yourself or thinking that you deserve it. Mm-hmm. That's not okay. I ain't going to let it happen on my watch. <laughs> I'm 
know what I mean? <laughs> Period. You know? Um, yeah. It ain't got to be a one-woman show no more. And that's where all that hardness comes from. And it's going to take a really special person who is going to push past that tough exterior and see the little mushy side of you. You know what I mean? And, and there, trust and believe, there is mm-hmm. yeah. someone who God has created just oh, for you. Absolutely. Yeah. And he's going to kick that thing in and you're gonna be like, wait, how did we get here? He'll be like, who are you talking to? Right. <laughs> right. You, you, you yeah. like, you like, I was gonna say he something. Gonna take that woman cape, but he's gonna take that superwoman cape and burn it. <laughs> yes. Right. And so he gonna do that, but I want you to do things for yourself too. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. I'm gonna get off my soapbox. <laughs> well, we just mentioned, we just, uh, I just mentioned a superwoman cape. Um, and that kind of goes into what I was taught as a kid about love, because that was Brandy's initial question. And so I remember um, I was raised by my great aunt, and um, I lived in a house with her and my great great grandmother. So I was raised around old women. And I often didn't even, like, she never really had a man around. And um, I think she was married a couple times, but during the time that I lived with her, she didn't. And um, I remember her always saying, I don't need a man. I got my own money. I got this. I got that. And kind of made me feel like, you know, I, I was just always stuck on my accomplishments. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, I can do it myself. I'm going to do so much in my life that I don't need a man. And, 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 and to be honest, that's something I had to unlearn. Because, because here's the thing, like, God created us to be helpmates, right? Mm-hmm. And, like, for me, I know that in power, we have, in past relationships, I, mean, I had an ex tell me, he was like, you don't need me. I'm like, you're damn right. Yeah, <laughs> 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 I got this, I got that, I got this, I got that. Like, I don't need you, bro. No, I don't. But then, as, as I sit back and think, though, if you think about the makeup of a man and how God made them, he made them to be protectors. Mm-hmm. He made them to be providers. And so if you're not making a man feel needed or wanted, then, you know, that's that's tough for a relationship. Because I think that they can feel um, demasculated, emasculated, demasculated. Okay, mm-hmm. they can feel emasculated, and um, you know, just not feel like they're serving a purpose. And so, for me, I've had to. Um, to get to that vulnerable state where, um, you know, in the past I've always been like this tough person, like, yeah, I got this, I got that, I don't need you, you know, I've never had to ask a guy for anything, I've never had to do A, B, and C, but um, I think that it takes a strong woman to be able to submit and give uh, someone who's worthy a chance to lead. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that 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 is something that that it took me years to unlearn because I think that that could sometimes turn a guy off. Mm-hmm. If you um have all these accolades and all this stuff that you that you hang your hat on, oh, but yes. you probably are terrible to date because there's not a you know what I mean? Like yeah. I I've had a guy tell me that years ago. Years ago. He's just like you too independent. Mm-hmm. Or people say you you intimidate me. Yeah. How? Yeah. <laughs> Like, nah, sis. But it's but my for me, I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask 
like I didn't ask for the independence. For me, like just to my core, I'm not that. I'm a servant. I'm a submissive woman to my core. Mm -hmm. That's just who I am. Like given the right situation, but given my experiences and the failed relationships and the kids and everything else that I've had to become independent. That's what that's what have resulted in how I am today. Mm -hmm. But like my very first relationship, no, no, ma'am, there was none of that. And I, it, although I didn't have a relationship, like a representation of it, it was the man that he was that was just like, no, this is how it's supposed to be done. And he was young. Like we were in high school. Well, I was in high school, but it was just like it, it was how he cared for me. Well, no, R. Kelly situation. No, girl, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> For me, mm-hmm. and it made me be able to look at things differently. But I think that what you get today out of me is be, as a result of just experience, having, mm-hmm. to, be. having to be. You know what I mean? Like I, I didn't. I, I would have never chosen this for myself. Like I'm not proud. You know, granted, it's my life. I love my children. I, but I'm not proud of of how things are. Like that's not ideal for me. That's not what I expected my life to be. So, but it's 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 my reality. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it's just like I got yeah. I had to get out here and get it. I had to. So think about that, Ash. Think about everything that you have endured and what you've gone through and how that um, frames your perception and relationships. And then take that and put it with somebody else and their history. Absolutely. And that doesn't mean that they're a bad person. It just means like they you, have a like us all, we yeah. have a history that we're unlearning and we're relearning and trying to build these new realities, right? And though. that's why relationships are hard because it, some people people are trying to you know address their issues and triggers. Absolutely, you know what I mean. And you Absolutely. bring these two people together who are trying to figure it out, and it's confusion. Yeah. You know what I mean. But that's yeah. the part that I feel like is important to discuss. Okay, because. It's like, it's a tug of war with emotions. And it's like, who's going to give in? Because I'm, I have trauma. You got trauma. I know we've discussed our trauma. But who's going to be the one that's like, okay. You both have yeah, to. Yeah, you both have you to. Both and that's the thing. Nobody wants to be the one to always give in or bend to someone else's will. Mm-hmm. And I think you have to find, and I think that's what comes with the submission like just as I'm willing to submit to you you have to submit to me which means that we're bending Mm -hmm. to each other's will you know what I mean and that's the part that people don't want to do because again you don't want to look weak so it's hard so what point so at what point in a relationship do you do that but it's different for everybody like and you just I think it's different for every person and sometimes you may have to be the one to bend first in order to Maybe for the other person, you know what I mean? To let them know that it's safe to do it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so you're like, well, dang, why I got to be the first one? Mm-hmm. But maybe that's just the role you got to, you know, play. Like maybe God put it in you that you have more of the strength to be able to do that. To more, yeah. You know, in order for this other person to be in. I mean, because think about it. It's harder for guys to go there emotionally. You know, God built us to be the, these nurturers and to feel these emotions, right? And I think God God made men that way too, but it's, you know, with popular culture and just the way society frames the way men are supposed to be, perhaps 
you know, that's what makes it so hard for them to be vulnerable and, mm-hmm. and open themselves up and, I mean, cry. Yeah. It, it's tough. Mm-hmm. And so... And I think especially if you're a woman that's like um, has more of a, like a dominant personality and is a little harder, I think that in some weird way makes the man come even harder. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I guess I see it as like if you are a woman that um, is not very vulnerable, then I feel like the man, like he won't want won't try to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like Why would he? Right. I think I feel like that would like take him up even like another notch. He's gonna take it, oh, yeah. he, he gonna take it even further because it's like, well, dang, she hard, you know, and I'm the man. Like I don't know, you know. No, yeah. So yeah, so it's like even maybe if he really wanted to be, it's like, well, no, I can't because I got this strong ass woman. <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I ain't about to be no bitch out here. Mm-hmm. You know, like so. That's a great point. Yeah. Actually, I think it's uh, for me. You know what I mean. I'm willing to bend. You know what I mean. But it's the reciprocity. You know what I mean. Like I personally need a man that can acknowledge when he's wrong and apologize. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. And I'll I'll bend. You know what I mean. And I and I don't necessarily have a problem with doing more of the bending if that's the role that's made for me you know what I mean if I know I'm with a man where I might have to ease him into apologizing to me that might just have to be the role I have to play and like she said it's different for everybody so I think you have to figure out what that space is you know what I mean for you because it's different for everybody yeah there's no timeline but I will say this I used to date a guy he said that his grandfather always told him that relationships are built on who can apologize more. Mm. Ooh, I, I like that. that. Wow. I like that. Who can apologize more? Like what it should be a competition of who can apologize more. Because for me, I used to be the type of person where I didn't apologize. I just didn't. I said what I said and I meant what I said. Oh, I can see that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like but thankfully I've grown and I like Jalen said I don't get to tell you how you feel about what I did to you mm-hmm. you know what I mean so even if you know what I mean I don't think I was wrong I'm still gonna apologize how you feel is valid because it's how you feel yeah. regardless of how I feel about it so in terms of a relationship it just goes back to who's gonna be first to apologize if, it, if, the, if the greater good out of that is we're still together I'll take it sure I'll apologize if I love you that much I think it's about finding the person that's worth it and you know when you know you know what I mean you know when you know yeah I mean I think the the one, one word that I want to hit on is just ego ego and how it um, impacts love and relationships because I feel like a lot of times when um, when we're in relationships or, or there are arguments or disagreements you have to put a lot of your ego aside yeah. to step into the shoes of the other person. And I looked up the definition of ego because I wanted to make sure that I was <laughs> using it right. But 
um, Webster's describes it as um, the I or self of any person, a person as thinking, feeling, and willing, and distinguishing itself from selves of others and objects of its thought. Um, self-importance, conceit, uh, they use it in a sentence and say, her ego becomes more unbearable each day, self-esteem or self-image, feelings. Um, and so ego equals self, essentially, and to get to that that love that we're talking about for self and others, you have to put that ego aside to be empathetic, to offer a little bit of grace, to get outside of yourself, to try to understand the other person's perspective. But, you know, ultimately, is that person worth it? You know, like, is that person worth fighting for? Is that person worth the the apology? Yeah. And I think that's that's why it's so important to date with intention mm-hmm. so that you're not giving this grace to people who don't even deserve don't it. Don't deserve it, yeah. right. Yeah, definitely. Whew, this has been a good one, y'all. I know, <laughs> I know. What was the question you had asked me? I still don't like it. <laughs> you love it. I'm tired. We had a breakthrough, friend. Oh, here we are. You know, I love people though. I really love y'all. Like, I like if it took me to have my breakthrough to heal somebody else, that means more to me than anything. There it is. Like more to me than anything. Yes, but I'm coming back at you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you care for other people. I need you to prioritize you though. I, I do. I need you to love you. Because then someone else can then love you. You'll attract it. It'll be easier. Okay, I'm done. Mm, she all up in your business. Because I, 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 I feel like I, it's not that I don't love myself. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like that. I don't feel like it's it's a fact of me not loving myself. Like, it's the fact of just how my heart posture is. In all honesty, mm-hmm. like I would put somebody else's needs before mine, and I always like that's just how my heart posture is. So I don't think it's a matter of me not loving myself, okay. but it's a, probably a matter of me putting my needs first and figuring out what that looks like. So far as like doing it right, because I could be like setting a boundary or having a heart no where it's unnecessary. But to me, it's like I'm not putting up with this anymore because this is what self love looks like. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So, yeah. so I don't, I don't. But like, so I guess is it a question of worthiness? Mm. What do you mean? You love yourself. I agree with that. But do you feel like you're worthy of putting yourself first? Do you feel like you're worthy of receiving love in whatever form it comes in? Friendships, relationships parental you know do you feel like you're worthy of that mainly do you feel like you're worthy of putting your your needs first I I feel like for me how I process that thought is I don't have time to so I was gonna say I think for you it's it's more so like I said it's okay so you love yourself great but, but it's like you have just these defense this dispense up mm-hmm. right like and you you don't want to be hurt and you don't want to go through the process of figuring it out but you put up these boundaries where you're not even allowing a potential process to happen 
You know what I mean? Like you put up those boundaries, you think that you're you stop it before it starts. Yeah, like because I don't even know if they're boundaries. You know what I'm saying? These are like electric walls <laughs> that you know what I mean. Like don't come any further, or you will be shot. <laughs> you know what I mean? I've been through it. So, so to pull myself out of what I've been through, but since we've all been through stuff, I, but the, uh, that's just so I can't operate in what the nigga did to me last year with this new nigga. It's not. I don't. I'm not making excuses for it. I'm not saying that you're incorrect. I'm just saying that's just where I am today. Okay. Yeah. And and I'm glad that you are gaining that insight. But I hope that what you're taking away is that you're gonna have to work to break that down, like to change that behavior. If if you really if, want that that experience, yes. If you want, to, I I know you want to be a wife. I've had your macaroni and cheese. Yeah. the safety net you know mm-hmm. what I mean like you're like because before current situation we you were saying how like no I don't want it but when it came and it was good you were so you were so you were you were, you were but, y'all, but but y'all see I literally was telling y'all like but I'm just okay. enjoying I'm trying to figure out what this looks like for me no 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 you're not you're not trying to figure it out because you're stopping it. Get it. How? You're stopping it. You didn't put the roadblocks up. Calling them boundaries. No. Change the language and take the covers off. Cause it, I'm revealing you. You trying to figure out what it is, but no, you're not. You're stopping it. Why can't you work through the conversation or what needs to be worked through? Work through your own feelings. Work through communicate PR try no you didn't no you didn't check yourself check your expectations we talk about all of that like don't tell me like you're being fake with yourself oh y'all I'm so If, if that's what you want because you're not going to get it until you do what you need to do yeah I tell people you deserve girl <laughs> you do you do deserve it but you just you, you got to do your work and you got to use your support you know what I mean we can talk on there <laughs> but with love with love <laughs> I, say, I mean I say that with love I know it it's not, it's not, and y'all please do not take it as if I'm, hello? Um, just fire. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not turning down my friends. I'm not, I'm not. I'm a tough cookie. I know it. Yeah. It's all, literally all I know. I know. It's literally all I know. But let me just, so, and they're right. If I want different, I have to do different. But the thing is, us being your good friends who love you, we are holding the space for you. Yep. Until you get there. And I and Jalen said it earlier, it's gonna be so beautiful Ciao. when those floodgates open. 
It's gonna be beautiful. And on that note. And on that note. This wasn't supposed to be about me. Glow, get it. Glow, get it. Glow, get it. <laughs> this has been an amazing conversation. Listen, we told y'all we was going to get real authentic and real naked and let y'all know the real. And just be candid about our experiences and, and, and having those conversations that are going to force us to get uncomfortable and to level up. And so, you know. Have those conversations with your friends too. Who taught you how to love? Challenge each other. Make people make each other really uh, do some self reflecting because, and this is another form of love, right? That that uh, philo is it philo philo love p h i l o. There's a philo. guy there's philo. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is that we have that friendship type of love where we hold each other accountable. We ask tough questions and then we hug and we kiss and on the cheek. <laughs> because that's what this type of friendship love is where we want to see each other get better and we want to see each other grow and we want to see one another on a path to get to what we said we wanted and so yeah this has been so good I agree it's been good I can't wait to hear the feedback on this one because I'm sure people can relate to each of us please don't please don't please don't don't say that's crazy to me (laughs) (laughs) only if you're a good Christian man Y'all, I want to. I want people to heal. I want all of us to heal. So I'm just playing. Please, side of my demons. Y'all got any questions? I'm okay with it. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we will see you next time. Bye. We love y'all. Holla. <laughs>